I was adding Aiden. I was adding again. I was adding Aiden now. Dude, I don't know anyone. I didn't even know who I Love Lucy was the other day. I went to a house. I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy. Yeah. You know it? Of course he knows it. Oh, okay. I didn't know what it was. Any human being with a pulse knows I Love Lucy. Apparently, I don't. And the other thing I didn't know, someone told Oh, yeah. I don't know a lot of terrible shit. The Ramones? Really? You don't know the Ramones? Never heard of them. Who are they? <laughs> so, I don't know who the by. They're like they're like I don't know. they're like the Beatles of punk rock music. Oh, see the Beatles. We can <laughs> oh wow! Those are my guys. <laughs> All right, here we go. What's going on, everybody? It is great to be back with another episode of Rise Above the Ranks. Remember, this podcast is in conjunction with our free newsletter, The Blueprint. So go check it out at www.readtheblueprint.com to stay up to date on the most important real estate news. We did take a quick break. We're very, very happy to be back. We're going to welcome the crew. We've got my favorite, Mr. John Grauman here. As I tell you each week, the eyebrows get better and better <laughs> and bushier and bushier. But today we have a very... <laughs> Special guest all the way from Toronto, which I've been told is the six. I don't know what the hell the six means. All I know is he is the funniest motherfucker I've seen on social media, in person. He usually wears a black leather jacket. Today he's dressed up all the way from Canada. Matt Lionetti, thank you, thank you for being here. We're happy to have you. How you doing? What's going on? Good. I wore the leather jacket yesterday and the day before. So and the day before I dressed, that. This is as dressed up as all. This is my wedding attire. Yeah, this is beautiful, this man. Is, this is your California attire. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I feel like I fit right in here. It's, I am LA. It, you are so <laughs> LA, dude. The only thing is you got to lose the socks with the shoes. Hey, it was the first thing I thought. Listen, okay. It was raining today. I had no socks on. It was getting in the shoes. It was ruining it. Dude, you look great, man. I'm a guest here. You're fucking calling me out. <laughs> you look great. It's so good to have you. And John, we know Matt's staying in Malibu, so he's all LA. He's bought himself yeah, a new uh, top. Am, like, okay. Keep him here another week. He'll yeah. have Botox and filler. Yeah, right. <laughs> He'll be ready to go. Yeah. So anyway, it's good to have you here. Tell us how things are going in Canada. How's life? We're going to talk social media. We're going to yeah. talk economics. But how's life with you? It's good. Everything's good. Business is good. The content shit is good. Uh, Toronto's good. I'm the managing director of agency toronto west now congratulations congratulations Lure west village in the six uh no we don't call it that drake (laughs) called it that once and everyone went everyone not in toronto went crazy about it. what is it what's the six apparently it's toronto yeah our area code's 416 so, so there's the was that the best you could that's come the, up with? The six. That's the dumbest I, thing I've ever heard. That's like us being called the O. Why? Right, Drake, exactly. <laughs> no. Aren't you the 90210? So still the O. Oh, yeah. still the O. We're All right. still the okay. O. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and business is good, but yeah. I want to get jumping. I want to really get into social media yeah, and yeah. all of that good yeah. stuff. So tell us a little bit about you first so the audience yeah. knows. For the who 1% you are. of people watching that don't know right. who you are, Correct. tell them okay. who you are. Yeah, I'm Matt Leonetti. Uh, I've been a real estate agent for just over six years now. Is this my camera? I'll look right into the you camera. Take all three. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I started as a touring musician, got into real estate, thought I had a good personality. I uh, got into real estate, ironically lost all my personality as soon as <laughs> I got in. And uh, I was just like some weird shelled up version of myself. And yeah, for right. years and years and years and uh, was thinking about getting out of the business, thought I'd give it one more shot, started to do this comedy shit. I had these ideas from the moment I got into the business. Everyone told me, no, can't do it. Right. No one's going to take you serious. You're already young. Don't hinder yourself more by doing something like this. So I listened until I was thinking about getting out of the business and I did it and it 
pretty much immediately changed everything for me. Right. Yeah. I can understand the the attention that you got, right? I can understand yeah. the viewership and the eyeballs and so forth, but talk to us about how that then translates to actually connecting with people and doing more business. Because right. to me, that's the difficult bridge. Like we get people that come to us all the time that are in proximity of the kind of people that we do business with, right? Yeah. Our clientele, like a perfect example is a woman that came to me once said, hey, I want to get my real estate license. I'm currently a stewardess on private jets. So I get to meet a lot of you know right. billionaires and ultra high net worth people. And I said, that's great. And it's nice that you are in proximity of them, but they look at you as the person that brings them their drinks. Yes. How are you going to then bridge that gap to have a serious conversation with them mm -hmm. about their most prized, most expensive asset? Like so, and yep. I equate that to what you're doing. Like the videos are funny. Yeah. How do you then transition that to? I want to have a serious conversation about being your real estate advisor. Right. Well, I see it as starting conversations. That's all I'm trying to do with these. It's just to stay top of mind, start conversations, and that's exactly what I do. So, I'll do the like an, the Eminem video I did. They'll they'll be like, oh, that was really Genius. funny. I love Eminem. And then a that's something. Okay, I know that. I know that they love Eminem. So that's something I have over someone else. Okay. that no one else knows. And then I start the conversation and I nurture it. I, I call that a lead right away. I start nurturing that. And then maybe the next week I'll send them an Eminem video just to, you know, touch back. And I try and be very personable and I'll do it all over text or DM or whatever. And then, you know, when that, when the tide kind of shifts and it, it changes to like something a little more serious, I have to work harder, I will say, to show them that I actually am serious, but I'm right. very knowledgeable in my market and I, I really do know so I can impress them fairly quickly, I think. And that's kind of how it how it shifts for me. It's like start conversations, just build that relationship right. out of real estate. Real estate's not even in my mind. Because they all everyone comes to me now and they're like, we feel like you're not gonna you're not salesy. You're not gonna sell us. We can like open up to you and you're not just gonna like jump down our throat. Uh, and that's kind of the the brand I've been building now. Love that dude. Yeah. Let me let me tell you where I have a ton of respect for you. And I think this is such an important message for anybody watching. I think when you come into the real estate world, you think you have to dress a certain way. You think you have to speak a certain way. You think you have to be a certain person. And what ends up happening is the person that you become isn't authentic to your true self. And you start trying to be like other people. And the moment you try and pretend to be somebody else, you lose all of that authenticity. And I think we come into this business wanting to be experts and professionals and be the best and I'll research what you do and how you do it and then I wanna be like you, but it's all bullshit, yeah. right? The truth is, if you wanna be successful in this business, you have to be true and authentic to who you are. And to me, you are being your true authentic self right now, right? You're not ashamed of who you are or what you've become. In fact, you're probably taking a lot of what you had inside of you as I assume a younger kid and then a young adult. You were probably in some shape, way or form embarrassed to be that person at some point in your life. And then you were like, no, fuck this. I'm gonna become the true authentic version of myself. Yeah. And when I listen to you on stage and I've heard you speak in front of thousands of people, my biggest takeaway is this is a guy who's being true and honest and authentic to himself and then to translate that into the world of social media that has become such an important key factor of our world today authenticity is so important so firstly i want to commend you for being your true authentic funny fucking self <laughs> and then i want you to help us give the audience some tips and tricks of what's working on instagram what's not working where are you seeing a response versus not 
seeing a response. Mm. Do you even agree with what I just said? And trying to help, <laughs> maybe, Hope maybe. taking notes. Yeah. It's a lot to unpack there. No, but I mean, you tell me if that's a good read of who you are, what yeah. I just said, and, and tips and tricks of what works and doesn't. Would love to hear Yeah, 100%. That's, I mean, I just stopped. It's not that I don't care, because um, I do care very much, but I think you kind of have to have that you don't give a fuck mentality sure. with whatever you do, um, because I think that's where you're most free. Uh, if you overthink so so long in this business, I just overthought everything, and it's like, oh yeah, I can't do that because of this. And I would start with the suits, and I'd wear the suits, and I like suits actually. I mean, everyone thinks I don't like suits. I just I don't know. It's kind of I don't wear them now. I feel like I've I've passed that, and if I wear a suit, people are gonna be like, oh, you fucking sell out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like in a weird like, yeah, but that's kind of exactly me. Um, I just kind of try and be myself at all times, and I've started to attract like-minded people so like i just closed two podcast hosts from it from toronto Love big that. big That's podcast cool. hosts. so it's like an, a niche within a niche yeah you know, in terms of you That's know cool. And then, so that's, that's been awesome. And those are getting like referrals now. And there's another podcast host that who they're connecting me with. It's like crazy how that works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been awesome. And the, now the social stuff, that's all passive income for me because now I'm speaking and I got the podcast that's monetized and wow. Yeah. The sponsorships from posts and stuff like that. So it's just like, you know, the passive income, that's what I've always wanted is something that, Ugh. you know, it takes so much stress and burden off you. Dude, in our business, I mean, first of all, I don't think that there are two sexier words put together in the English language <laughs> than residual income. Right. Like, that's just like the idea of like money that just comes in yeah. while like you sleep at night yeah. like that because we work so hard for every deal and then once you close the deal, you're essentially fired and yeah. have to go find the next deal. Yeah. So the idea of having passive income to me in this line of work is incredibly attractive. Yeah. Um, but that's amazing. Again, to James's point, like all of that came from just being yourself and as you said at the beginning, you came into the industry, essentially lost yourself, mm -hmm. lost your personality yep. and then by almost being forced out of the industry were forced to find yourself again and then just be true to that which is really it's it's pretty amazing it's dude. unbelievable yeah honestly. it, it yeah. really is so how do you come up with content ideas man? yeah that's my like, question <laughs> like were you sitting there thinking about it do they just come to you what content do you think is good for others. Like, what's the planning process? I envision at this it? point he just has like writers. I don't know. <laughs> He's got like, I don't a room of writers. They're just no, coming up with shit. No, I run everything by my wife though. Of she, course. she'll tell me yay or nay right off the, the bat. Brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, is this good? She'll be like, no, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. ruin your entire yeah. career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll think, all right, and then and then she'll never actually laugh at anything. She'll yeah. just be like, yeah, that's funny. Oh, By the way, good. that's like if you ever hear about like Will Ferrell will talk about like being in a room and someone will throw out a joke like yeah. when they're in a writing session, that person will go, that's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Like they never that's actually laugh, they really think, that's no, because need. there's a science to it because you actually have to process it and go, how is someone going to, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That'll land. You start gauging with the, with whatever content you're doing, you start gauging kind of what's going to work and what doesn't work. That comes with a lot of trial and error though. Yep. I mean, a lot of, I've had a lot of kind of hits and a lot of misses and those misses People stop at those misses, but that's when you can really like focus on what you're doing and start tailoring the content with those misses. Cause it's like, okay, why do everyone love this piece and hate yeah. this piece? And then you start, you know, figuring out what you did right and what you did wrong. And then you start getting more hits every time and more engagement. Like everyone asks me all the time, like, how do you go viral? That's a dumb question. Like, right. why do you want to go viral? Who gives a fuck? If you get 10 million views on one post, doesn't change anything. What I do is I do, I'm consistent. So I don't really go, I don't get millions of views, but I'll get 100 to 400,000 views per video. 
So, and I'll take that all day long over 10 million views on one video. So you would say the key to success on social media, because we talk about this all the time, not just on social media, but across the board, is consistency? Yeah, 100%. That's and what does that look it. like? One video a day, two a week, five a week? That, that's a great question because everyone's, it's so like, when you see people like Gary Vee, who I love, but like, he'll be like, you know, you post five times a day and they put such this pressure, like at the end, end of the day, like, okay, this helps your business. It does hundred percent, but like, don't get so wrapped up and stressed about it. It's, yeah. it's Instagram and social media at the end of the day. It's promotion. It's like, promo you, there's yeah. still a job to do beyond that. You're just promoting. Yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So like, you know, I post probably once a week and then I do stories and it works for me. You know, let me ask you a question. How much of the content you're coming up with is in promotion of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. To open the door for conversations, as you said, versus promotion of a listing yeah. where people are coming to you going, I saw your video. That's why you're sitting in my living room. I want you to do that for my house. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been a big thing for me. Like a lot of the listings I've gotten lately have not been, I haven't competed at all. There's like, I want, like, cause I use those insights in my listing presentation. I'm like, listen, this, this video got 400,000 views. Right. Like who, everyone else is, you know, we're going to put it on Realtor, on the MLS. Everyone's going to say that. What's the one thing you can say that's going to set you apart? What's your hook? Yeah. What's the hook? Every, everyone's a top producer. Everyone sells the most somehow, you know? <laughs> Fuck. Everyone's a top producer. It's, it's insane. Everyone's in the top 1%. Yes, yeah, isn't it weird? Yeah. yeah. It is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Like those top producers, fucking the guy has done two leases in his whole career. Yeah, but he's done the most leases ever, 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 or at least last week. Exactly. So he's a top producer for last week. In his office, in between the water cooler and the fax machine, he's the top producer. Yeah, it's insane. But your four hundred thousand views in a listing meeting is a great way for you to tell a seller that you're going to get eyeballs on them. But then again, are you doing that for the listings now, where there's like a really creative, funny hook for the listing to draw attraction yep. to that property? Yep, okay. I've had a couple of those for sure. And what they say is like, oh, you know, some some agents like leave us a fridge magnet, you leave us a video, Right. you know? That's like the our little, we can remember our house by that. That's a good hook for you, by the way. Yeah. Some agents I leave you like a that. fridge magnet, yeah. they leave you a video. Hey, yeah. I've got a question. How important, just high level, do you think video is in today's world when it comes to the real estate industry? I think it's every, like, you're always going to have referrals and the guys who have been in this for 15, 20 years, like you're al always going to have that and the calling and the door knocking, like that's always there. And it's amazing. But like the video is the best way to make people feel like they know you before they know you. Yeah. I mean, it breaks down a wall immediately. Yeah. It's crazy. The amount of people I had some guy named Nals the other day, Actually, he was in. Uh, a, he was. He's with the agency, and he, he was taking pictures. I think. Uh -huh. I don't know if I should be saying this, but absolutely, <laughs> yeah, okay. definitely, whatever. So he's taking pictures, yeah. and my wife Nikki was looking. She's like, "Oh shit, someone like famous is in here because they're taking pictures." And then like five minutes go by, and we're looking for this fucking famous person in here. And then he goes, "Yo, are you Matt Leonardo?" <laughs> <laughs> you were the famous. Yeah, I was the famous. I was joking. I'm like the third most famous person we've seen here. He <laughs> 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 goes, Cindy Crawford, Chris D'Elia. Well, actually, now used to. I'm and Matt Now used to, and now uh, I'm, I'm five. Oh, dude, yeah. it goes to show That's the so power of branding, the right. power of being consistent, yep. the power of just being authentic has made it all the way here that someone at Nate and Al's, which is a renowned delicatessen here in Beverly Hills, are taking photographs of the guy from The Six. <laughs> 
right? Yeah. Goldman <laughs> Six, Matt yeah. Leonetti, who happens to be one of the funniest motherfuckers. <laughs> so go follow him now. Yeah. So now let me get back to real estate because I feel like we have a lot of newer agents that yeah. listen to us, watch us, read the newsletter. How important do you think it is for an agent to set up an Instagram dedicated to their business? Do you feel like it should be all intertwined with who they are personally? How important is that? I feel like uh, intertwined for sure. And that's, it's an opinion. Everyone, I think if you have a team, a separate, a separate yeah. page for a team is nice. And then you can direct everyone to those listings. Uh, but I think a bit of both. I think people want to see you. Yeah. I think they want to see you with your wife or your dog that's or right. your kids, you know, I think, and as much as you want to show, like some people are a little bit more private and that's fine, but a little bit, something that's going to, even when you're doing like uh, content for real estate, like a market update, I always say like, do the market update, but why don't you do it? Why don't you have a cool background with like things you like? Why don't you put your favorite band's record or your favorite sure. book or your favorite sports team? So now you're giving value, totally. but now they can also relate on a personal level. Like, yeah. Oh shit, I, lo I love that album. Yeah, because everyone's vying and competing for the same thing, which is attention, yep. but everyone's ultimately striving for the same thing, which is connection. Yeah. Right, you want a sense of that's why like the the podcast I was doing for a while, um, liquidated damages was based around like wine, yeah, because that's a personal insight into me and right. who I am, one of my passions, and then I just use that as a shoehorn into conversations about real estate. Yeah, yeah, that's a hundred percent. You could get shit faced whilst you were shooting it, <laughs> yeah. which well, we know is just like I'm shit, I'm shit faced right now. <laughs> <laughs> I sing on the cake, right? Do a podcast, drink some Chateau Latour, and get your go. Yeah, love that, love that. Yeah, that's I mean, and that's I wear a lot of band T-shirts, and that opens the door for tons of conversation. Sure. I've gone listing appointments from wearing Ramon shirts. Oh, I love the Ramones. Great. That's... I think there's probably something else to it. <laughs> no, it's just it's not that. Like that. Yeah, I was, was adding again. Anyone. I was adding Nate Nels. Dude, I don't know anyone. I didn't even know who I Love Lucy was the other day. I went to a house. What? I Love oh, Lucy? I Love Lucy, yeah. You know it? Of course yeah. he knows Oh, okay. I didn't know what it was. Any human being with a pulse knows I Love Lucy. Well, apparently I don't. And the other what thing you? I didn't know, someone told Oh, yeah. I don't know a lot of terrible shit. The Ramones? Really? You don't know the Ramones? Never heard of them. Who are they? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know who the fucking by. They're like they're like <laughs> I don't know. they're like the Beatles of punk rock music. Oh, see the Beatles. We can <laughs> oh, have wow. Those are my guys. <laughs> what about the Those... Clash? No. Oh wow. If they're rock and roll and they were before my era, Beatles. We can talk about them. Okay. And the Stones, can talk about the Beatles. I do know the Rolling okay. Stones went to their concert, their last concert. Okay. I actually thought there was going to be an after party. We were standing backstage. I was like, where's the after party? And the security looks at me and goes, sir, have you seen how old they are? There is no after party. They are going straight home after this concert. I was like, okay, fair enough. I guess I better go home. That's crazy. Um, yeah, That's I don't know who story. the band are that you That's mentioned before. Story. Wow. All right. So if there was one, one takeaway you could give to a new agent yeah. or anybody watching social media related i'd like to know if it's TikTok, it's instagram it's facebook it's youtube the one ultimate tip you would give what would it be um go on the platform you love uh you should be kind of diverse in all the platforms now but i i focus mainly on instagram uh, YouTube, if you want to be hyper local, I think that's the best for hyper local content. Um, you can do like super tight market reviews of your market and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, finding your niche. I really truly believe in that. And it's like, people will be like, I want to be creative, but I, I don't, I'm not funny. Well, you don't have to be funny. It's not about that. being funny. It's about, you know, what are you, are you, yeah. you know, are you, are you bubbly? Are you sarcastic? Are you analytical? Bring that out. I love that. You know, and and for people who are scared to get on camera, like set up a camera one day knowing you're not going to post it. 
just to get, because sometimes people are great in person. I know we've all met them. Then you put a camera in front of them, they're a fucking robot. Yep. Yeah. You know, they just, they're so stiff and weird. Film yourself. Put that red light on, have that record button on, and film yourself, knowing you're not going to show anyone. It's reps. It's all reps. Those are great and then, tips. You know, and then just the next week, film again and show someone in your office. Okay, and then the next week, film something, and then when you feel like it's it's good enough, now you're comfortable, post it. I do like that. Yeah. It's a great tip. Because people are so uncomfortable, <laughs> and then the people who finally decide... I'm ready to do it. They think they need to hire five different no. people, an editor, and what they don't realize is actually just being raw and authentic and just even grabbing a camera and just talking to yeah. it and getting comfortable. Or like you said, set up a camera, turn the red light on, say to yourself, I'm not even gonna post it. Just do it, repetition yeah. over and over and over again. It's like, you know, we did the show for eight years. By year two, it was like you don't even notice the cameras are around you. And that's kind of the way you have to be if yeah. you're going to do it over and over. It's, it's, and it's like that with anything. Like, Justin Bieber's not Justin Bieber because he's the best singer. Yes. You know? What? He's fucking good. <laughs> he's he fucking amazing. <laughs> no, he's from, yeah, he's from Strat Stratford. Oh, the six is not Canada. It's Toronto. It's, my yeah. <laughs> I'll get this but soon. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> these people this. are not... Uh, What's in there? Justin Bieber is pretty fucking good. Yeah, that was a bad example. Kid, <laughs> he really is the best. <laughs> yeah, he's the fucking best. Uh, you know, fuck sakes. I would say the Ramones. Mariah you don't Carey. Fucking know. Yeah, Mariah Carey's not the best. John Grauman. <laughs> you know, he listen, tries. These people aren't these people because they're the best. Michael Jordan got kicked off his high school basketball team. Yeah. You know, that like that should be enough. Like, right. he's the best to ever do it. The passion, the dedication, the sacrifice, the, drive. the enthusiasm, the drive. doesn't matter who you are. If you have it inside of you and you're ready to yeah. go 110%, you are capable of doing it the same way anyone of yeah. us are. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I didn't, I'm not like some actor. Everyone thinks I was an actor or comedian. Or done none of that. I've never done stand-up. I've never been an actor. There's no way. You must yeah. have in a former life because you are... One of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever heard speak. <laughs> Thank you. Today. I laughed the entire so time. I. Can people watch those talks? Well, hold on. No one yeah. knows what you're referring to. You're referring to the agency form. Uh, can people watch any of these talks that you've done? I know. Yeah. Like where? How? YouTube? Uh, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, put it. No, well, I'll, I'll post one. Yeah, I don't actually have one on YouTube. You know no. What? Well, oh. the thing is, is people don't let them. Well. Yeah, because I have to do it over and over. So if everyone sees the talk, like that's uh, one of my keynotes. That's a weird sure. So I, I put out clips and stuff, but I'm working on a new keynote right now. I have about three that I run, but that one that you guys saw is the main one. Dude, power personality. Fantastic. Yeah. So, great. but people think that, you know, like I'm a comedian, all this, and they always try and like, oh, he can only do that because of this, you know, and they always make an excuse for why they it's can't exactly. do it. Exactly. It's an excuse for why they can't. Yeah. 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 And I'm not, I'm nothing special like i think that he only sells as much as he does because of the accent yeah right uh, by the way so do i, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no other reason <laughs> yeah exactly but everyone everyone has an excuse for themselves not to do it do you know what though going back to that people always say to me how did you do it how did you do it first and foremost i always think to myself i'm here i need to get to here i That's never right. think of myself as i did it and i don't think justin bieber thinks of like we've all got to continue climbing yeah. and climbing and the truth is, how did I do it? The same way anybody else does. 
you know, hard work, rolling up the sleeves, having the passion, the tenacity, yeah. the enthusiasm, the self-belief and not having the fear stand in the way of being the best version of myself that I yeah. can be. And I think that goes for all of us or any successful person. It doesn't come easy mm -hmm. unless you're Edwin Castro and you just won two bill on the lottery, which would oh, be nice yeah, and easy. But even yeah. he had to go to the liquor store and buy the ticket. <laughs> I mean, but like, unless you're really truly well, willing to put in the work and go the extra mile and get passionate about something, you can't expect anything to come easy. No. I don't expect any of what your success has become came easy, no. it came from hard work, dedication, trial and error, not being scared to fail, getting back up when you did fail, continuing to do it over and over and over on repeat until you found the formula that worked. But also recognizing, sorry, recognizing your talents, right? Correct. Like you said, a right. lot of people go, well, I'm not that funny. Yeah. You don't have to be. No. Just be who you are then. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And people will always, like I said, make that excuse like, oh, I'm only where I am because the broke agent or you're only where you are because million dollar listing. But like, I always think there's a great quote, you got to be uh, good to be lucky, lucky to be good. Yeah. And you know, when you do these things and you work hard and you're consistent, you create opportunity. Amen. You know, opportunity that's... doesn't create itself. No. You create yeah. opportunity. And that's why I don't have time for the people that are like, why it's not working for me. It's not working yeah. for me. It's like, no, you're not working right. it. You start working it, it will work for you. Yeah. It doesn't just come on a silver platter. I found the the slightest bit when I did my first video, my first comedy video, there's like that just little bit of light. And I saw it and yeah. I was like, I can dig myself. I can kick through that. Yeah. What's been your most successful video to date? Uh, probably that, the the Christmas Eminem one. And that what was, was that? One. Tell that the was, audience he, what yeah, that was. That's a good one. I just wrote a letter to, a, I said if Eminem like, was writing Christmas cards to his clients. Dear clients, I'm grateful for you in this holiday season, even when you can't make up your mind. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I love you. But I'll help you buy homes every year if you want to. If you lose yourself, I'll drive you miles to guide you and find you the perfect home. Know that you're not alone. This home buying process can be scary, but it's honestly fulfilling to own. So don't you ever try and dog me and sign with another agent. I ain't playing. I'll fucking show up at your house ready for staging. I ain't trying to rage. I'm just saying don't tiptoe around me like I'm some discount agent. You know what my name is. You know what I'm worth. I may be the greatest agent on earth. I always rank in first because my business has girth. Not to get biblical, but I'll take you to church. I can convert better than any entrepreneur. I'm always ready for the next curve to strike a nerve and get referred in in return. I'll be alert and get you the best deal on planet Earth. Merry Christmas from my dad. Can you sing a little bit? I can't even remember that one. The, the, I thought because I, I, I did the, the Valentine's Day one too, and then I did the Stan. Yeah, the yes. Stan one was amazing. But yeah. I thought I would have figured the Drake one maybe was the, yeah. the letter to Drake. I'm actually going to do a second Drake one where I'm a little more irritated that he didn't respond yet. Uh, essentially like Stan. Yeah, yeah, essentially yeah, like yeah, Stan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and now, I mean, people are going back to like, oh, he can only do that because the last Eminem one, everyone's accusing me of using chat GPT uh -huh. to write it. Oh, that's and genius. I was like, I didn't though. <laughs> I, know I didn't, didn't even know I you could. I don't even think it was a thing back then. I wrote it in my in the shower. Like I, the Christmas one, I literally, everyone thinks he's taking, like I wrote it in the shower in 30 minutes and I recorded it and it took me an hour, the entire wow. thing. Right. It just like, just inspiration. I, I was, I was, I've been playing music since I was 10. Like wow. that's just something that I love to do and I'm passionate about it. And I'm enthusiastic about it. And I always, I said that in the talk, like enthusiasm sells more than anything in this whole world. If you're enthusiastic about what you're talking about, people are going to listen. That's what Adam talks about all the time, right? That like, it takes time to become the expert. Yeah. So in the meantime, while you're working to become the expert, which should be everyone's goal, yeah. 
be the enthusiast because mm-hmm. yeah. you don't take any, doesn't require any credentials to be the enthusiast, yeah. yep. right? You just have to be passionate about it and curious. Exactly. Yeah. All right. That was pretty epic on the social media topic. I know that we do have to move to actual economics, politics, things that are happening in our crazy world right now. Yeah. Obviously, you being out in Toronto, I don't know how much this is affecting yeah. you or how yeah. much it's making Just the tighten news. up. Tighten up the lens. We're into used to, and I'll just, you can get my socks. I mean, we got to <laughs> get those Adidas, <laughs> Adidas socks, which, by the way, in yeah. London, we call them Adidas, but Adidas? he is truly Adidas. wearing leather brown shoes with white okay. socks. They're, these are, we I need actually you, we didn't need think it looked bad. It was all working up until your ankles. By you know the way. what? I think this is fucking fashion. <laughs> Maybe is it fashion. is, by the way. Look at that. Look going? at that. Are you, you don't have any socks? John, I had, there. I had, I had dress shoes on earlier because okay. I had to film something else, and then I put these on, so I still have the dress socks on. So I have an excuse. Don't make excuses. You I know what? Well, it was pouring, and I was walking everywhere, so I didn't want my feet to get Guys, wet. it's okay. Listen. It's right. I mean, I'll, I'll storm off right now. I'll get the fuck out, and I'll take the footage with me. Yeah. <laughs> right, so let's move on. With all of this going on, how do you guys feel it's going to affect borrowing rates, interest rates in general? The Fed have come out and said a couple of things. What are your thoughts? I mean, my personal thoughts here is, look, there's a lot of people think that, you know, this was created by the Fed, that the Fed essentially kind of broke their toy by taking this too far. Right. Right. Their toy essentially being the economy as we know it. Yes. Um, uh, you know, whether or not the Fed is going to raise interest rates again, they certainly, I think, were on that path to. A lot of people think that it would be tone deaf to continue on that path, but also inconsequential if they do that it's not really going to make any difference whether they raise rates another quarter. Right. They've already said inflation's been curbed, so that's a great sign. In the process of, In yes. the process of. They've already raised <laughs> rates a ton, which is now causing banks to, in theory, fail or be a part of the reason of why they're failing. And I've heard that the Fed have now said they're actually not going to raise borrowing rates. In fact, borrowing rates this week came down. And this is another really important thing. People think that the rate is tied to the borrowing rate. It's not. It's two right. different rates. So... Rates have actually come down this week. And I think with everything going on in the banking system world right now, and this goes for Canada, the US, anywhere, I think it just goes back to how great of an investment real estate is. It's bricks and mortar. It's long-term wealth. It's not speculative. It's not backed by the government. It's backed by its location and it's backed by the bricks and mortar that you own, the title that you hold. So actually, I think this is not a positive thing. I'm not going to say that. But it's a great conversation to your clients of why buying real estate is a great investment and a great buy and hold, not a hold to wait or, or, or wait to buy, should I say. Sure. And I'm curious to know, again, what you know you guys are experiencing in Canada. I think to your point, we've talked about this on previous episodes. You know, Again, there's a difference between the federal fund rate, <clears throat> which is the rate at which the Fed is raising interest rates or changing yep. interest rates. Then there's obviously the rate at which banks lend money to one another. There's the rate at which banks lend money to their consumer. And then there's mortgage interest rates, which are more closely tied to the 10-year yield. So yep. It's, it's not, <laughs> it's a complex issue that has a lot of different moving parts to it. But I think your point is the strongest, which is that ultimately at the end of the day, people need a place to live. Yep. And yes, it is going to be the largest and most significant financial investment of your life. But first and foremost, it's a home, yep. right? And we've talked about this before that <clears throat> even if the market continues to go through a more of a correctionary cycle here, it's going to come out the other end of, of it. And it real estate over a long period of time has and will always continue to go up. Love that. Amen. True. Yeah. Amen. What are you saying, Matt? 
Oh, wow. Thanks for uh, bringing me back <laughs> Sorry, in, man, guys. Sorry, Matt and Eddie. <laughs> yeah, from the six. <laughs> yeah, in the six. It's actually, so I sell I sell a lot in Toronto, I sell, and I live about 40 minutes east of the city. Uh, what we're seeing, well, over COVID at least, a lot of the city, I don't know what happened with you guys, but a lot of the city just went Easter just out because right. they got to work remotely, yep. get way bigger places, you know, more space, and they liked it. Now people are starting to get back into the city. Everything are they open. being called back in? Do you have major employers that are saying, hey, guys, time to get back some, into the office? Some, and some have kind of, they're just cutting down, and that's just like the new normal. Mm. I don't know about if that's the same here, but like they're because now they don't have to rent an office space or mm -hmm. own an office space. I, again, so many, sorry to interrupt you. There's yeah. so much to unpack just right there alone yeah. because, you know, some larger companies are starting to take a firmer stance on this. Amazon just came out with their announcement that they are no longer going to allow working from home, that they want that to have their right. employees yeah. back in the office at least three days a week, yeah. which, you know, I can say as, as an employer like you, um, there is something to be said about having that you know, that camaraderie, that culture that you only get by yeah. having an office environment for people to come participate in. Um, but uh, yeah, I get it. A lot of people, you know, left the major sort of cities yeah. because to get more space, get outside the city. And yeah. now it's, and now ironically, it seems that it's almost the employee that seems to have the leverage on the That's employer why. saying, I don't want to come to the office. It's like, hold on a second. Yeah. I, I pay your fucking it's like bills. A tenant, I write your check. Like, it's like a tenant-landlord situation. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah, weird. It's yeah. Where the tenant has the control. It's <laughs> insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been, uh, it's been oh, very gosh. odd. It's been very is odd. Is the market strong in Toronto? It's coming back now. So there was a dip there for a while. And like we're saying, so as we're hiring for our, our new office, you know, we're saying, okay, you know, everyone it was doing great in, you know, 2021, 20, first half of 2022. But we're asking, like, how'd you do June on last year? Mm -hmm. Because that's yeah. when things started shifting for us. Yeah, same. And that's what we wanted to see, like, okay, what's going on? And there's a real, like, kind of dip, a real void. Uh, people, we just had our, there was one rate hike that didn't happen finally. So they hiked every time they were, were able to hike last year, they hiked. This was the first time that they didn't just a couple days ago. So people are a little relieved, but like, you know, people bought at, at the first quarter of 22 and they're like, they got tanked. Nothing. Like, yeah, they're like their equity. Some people are losing cause they're oh. on variable rates. So they're going up and up and up and they're paying mm. like uh, a buddy of mine. I think he moved in in June and his, his mortgage is up like 1600 bucks since to, yeah. to now. Yeah. I mean, and it's just like crazy. I just don't think that's like, the way <laughs> like they just kept raising and raising and raising now what's happened is we're still high um but the market's bouncing back so now what now what do they do when the market goes right. out of control again the rates are high do you well, just keep raising them or are we yeah. going to raise them to 11 12 13 no i mean they, look they 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 raised them and raised them and raised them you said last year because they were playing from behind yeah. because they took way too long to get out ahead of this yeah right so when you're playing from behind like that you just have to catch up that right. much faster i mean you, you i've said before on the show what they should have done in my opinion again not that i'm an economist but when they saw the writing on the wall when they saw that like hyperinflation was clearly you know around the corner why not raise rates a quarter per quarter. Yeah. Just gradually ease us into this. Yeah. Right? Why wait until it's sort of past the point of no return and then you have to have, you know, it's so much of, of just the world today is extreme swinging from one side of the pendulum to the other. Right. Um, and my, like, they raise and raise and raise and what happened is, you know, our sellers lost equity, whatever, their, their house is worth way less. Our buyers, some got priced out, completely priced out with the, the raise in the rate. So it's been like, it's like, what do we do? <laughs> like, 
It's like, what's the, and I always think I'm a big advocate for, uh, I want like multiple offers. I don't, I feel like we should be able to tell what the offer is. Like, I don't like blind offers. Mm -hmm. I've got a great business I want to talk to you about afterwards. That goes to another conversation I want to have before we wrap it up. What's the best pricing strategy in this market, right? You have a house mm -hmm. that's $5 million. Mm -hmm. Do you price it at 5.8 and hope to land at five? Do you price it at 4.99950 to hope to get five? Do you price it at 4.5 to try and get multiples? I want to hear how you do it, and I want to hear how you would do it in this market. Matt, go Matt. Yeah, so I do it. You go, say, and then I'll steal whatever yeah, you say. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I go neighborhood by neighborhood. So, like, it's it's different. You know, sometimes I'll price to sell. Sometimes I'll price a little high. I, I you know, don't reinvent the wheel right now. Like, Because uh, it's if, changing so fast. Well, yeah, and if they're having success, like, if you see some of the comps, you know, in the last month they're selling you know they price low and they're selling whatever hundred couple hundred grand over or whatever then yeah follow suit if if that's not working then follow suit like it's but it's going to change everywhere so be mindful of what's going on in in whatever neighborhood you're in good answer i was joking about stealing his answer but that actually is pretty much what i was going to say i mean the reality is success leaves clues yeah right so look at what other people have done what worked what didn't work and then model after it i think that that answer the answer to that question varies by price point yeah it varies by location it in terms of like how hot is that area what demand is there in the area it, it varies by the desirability of the product totally right yeah. you know like i have a product that is going to fly there are yeah. so many buyers in the market for this versus I have a product that's really unique and we are going to wait for the right buyer to intersect this market. It's going to take time. That means it's going to sit on the market longer. The longer it sits, the more people are going to naturally build in an inherent price reduction already because they're going to think it hasn't sold. I'm going to offer less. Yep. So let's purposely build in a buffer. Yep. So it's case by case. You just have to honestly work with an agent that understands all this and connect, can connect the dots. Yeah, and, and be agree. able to manage expectations too. For, for sure, you this know, is what we're doing going into it. Let them know, you yeah. know, your place is unique. Like yeah. this isn't, you know, it's not, everyone's like, I feel like too passive. There's yeah. so many agents that are so passive. It's like, no, say say what's on your mind. Like yeah. they're hiring you for a reason. Yeah. Right. And then the last thing I'll say, and we'll wrap it up is, if you are going for multiples and you do underprice it, remember, you can't raise the price after the fact, right? You can bring the price down, you can't really raise it at that point. Well, you so better get it right. The idea that- You like, better get it right. Yeah, you can't just like, if the market value, if you're sure the market value is X, I mean like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna list it three to 5% under that. That's not gonna elicit a feeding frenzy, yeah. not in this market, Couldn't agree right? Like you have to go, you have to make it such an undeniable value that the market goes, oh, Geez, that's a really good yep. price. Like a scary looking number on paper almost. Right. Right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 So that you don't shoot yourself in the foot yeah. you're not fucked. Right. Yeah. All right. That brings us to the end. Do you want to give one piece of advice you want to leave people with, both of you? Matt? Off the top of your head. It could be anything. <laughs> Just thought about it. One All right. You say something and then I'll take from that. Great. All man. right. Well, uh, be, uh, be kind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't know. Be like if, if I think the authenticity thing for me, wherever you are, whether it's social, whether it's in a listing appointment, whether you're on showings with your buyers, like be yourself. And I'll bring the passive thing back. Like I think I do so well now with you know building relationships is I'm not passive. I'm not scared to tell my clients that hey, you know I, when I see a shitty house, and this is a long answer now. When I see a shitty house, I'm not I'm not going to my buyers. Oh yeah, well you know it's pretty nice. Like maybe you can. No, I'm saying this place is a fucking piece of shit, and I think you could do way better. Wow. Yeah, like that. 
that gets to your point Damn, across. I'm not there yet. That's scary. <laughs> that <gets your laughs> but point. I love that. Well, they kind of ex- they kind of know what to expect from me when people. But I like what you said me. at the end. We can find somewhere way better. Yeah. Right. Kind of takes away from the fact you got to share house, but yeah. we're going to find you something better. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I've I've steered my clients away from a two million dollar property and bought them a one point six million dollar property, exactly. and all day yeah, long that will that will pay dividends. Cool Matt Lionetti, he will save you yeah, six hundred. I will save six hundred k any day of the week. Doesn't matter. My math ain't correct. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck you. laughs> what was it? One point six to two point two. Two so to one point six. Yeah, two four. Four hundred k. That's four hundred. I'll save four hundred k every rewind. day of the week. Yeah. Anyway. He can save you six hundred. You gonna steal my answer, John? John. Uh no, I'll okay, I'll, I'll come up with something some different. Be kind. Uh no, I'm not gonna say <laughs> be kind either. <laughs> uh I would say again, a lot of this is somewhat sort of self-evident or obvious, but that's the nature of our business, right? It's not rocket science. And to your point, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I just think that stay in front of your clients right now, even if you feel like you don't have something to say to them, you don't have a reason to call them, call them. But do your homework. Know what's going on in this market because there's more questions out there than there are answers. People are looking to you to be the expert or at least the enthusiast and have some, if not answers, perspective. Right? So stay in front of them and be prepared. Don't be caught off guard or caught with your pants down when they ask a question about the market and what's going on with SVB and how's that going to affect interest rates? Like, be prepared for that. Never get caught with your pants down. That's what you took away from that? I mean, that was my (laughs) takeaway. I loved it. It was great. And it's very true. I work on it every day. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Brilliant to have you here. What's yours? Thank you so much. Mine is be creative, think outside of the box, be ethical, and be a master of your craft and work harder than all of the competition and smarter. Boom. He, had, he, had his down. he wrote his down last night. It's a fucking oh, so glad you sticker. asked. I hadn't thought about it, but since it's you asked, fucking yeah, bumper sticker. Yeah. Seriously, Mr. Lionetti, we love you, man. We watch you from afar. Keep the videos coming. Keep crushing it in the six. Uh, that's Toronto. <laughs> I'm a pro. And thank you all for watching. Hope you've enjoyed another episode of Rise Above the Ranks. Make sure, make sure to subscribe and check out our newsletter, readtheblueprint.com. We'll be back to you very soon with another episode. Thank you.